Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you, as always, for tuning in. Today is Best Served Podcast 373. We'll be talking to Bob Little and Chad Urban of Shea Nick on opening multiple restaurants through a pandemic. As always, we did a great little interview, six questions with the two of them that uh, will be in the comments. So you can check those out, learn a little bit about more about them, some of their ethos, some of, you know, first jobs, what's in the pantry, get to know them a little bit. And we're going to take the next uh, 14 minutes and talk about opening restaurants through a pandemic. As always, we're trying to usher in the future generations, the leaders and visionaries that are going to take our industry forward. And so the fact that these two and their teams have been so resilient through all of this, I think there's definitely something for us to learn all right let's uh let's bring in bob here first to get us kicked off bob a little good to see you good to see you thanks for having me absolutely all right so uh i want you to take uh shay nick right shay nick was the first one Mm -hmm. to open uh tell people real quick the the 42 second elevator pitch shay nick what can they expect when they they come visit you in the upper east side so Shea Nick, you know, a neighborhood restaurant, new American cuisine. So you're going to kind of get different pieces of global flavors in there, different regions of the U.S., different pieces of us and our backgrounds from cooking and just growing up throughout the U.S. So Chad's buttermilk yes. and uh, Frank's hot sauce hits the, hits the page a little bit in there. Nice. Yes. From the, from the Lexington, Kentucky upbringing, I got that. And mm-hmm. uh, I'm just going to say burger. Think burger, people. You read about it in the article. <laughs> If you've had it, you know. If you don't, now you know. Appreciate that. All right, let's bring Chad in here. And Chad, going to have you. Same thing. Tell us uh, tell us, Leroy's. Uh, taking back simple kind of uh, American diner style. I'm sorry. I'm jumping in. I'm so excited. You tell us about uh, Leroy's. All right. Yeah, so Leroy's is uh, American-style bistro. Going to get good cocktails, really good food, a uh, little bit more small plate-driven. Um and we really have kind of a global menu there, um, a lot more eclectic food, fun little small bites, as well as a couple large plates, uh, depending on what you're feeling. Nice. And then that's in, that's in Greenpoint. So you guys have spanned uh, New York City and Brooklyn very nicely, like both of the areas that you're in. And I'm sad I haven't been for several years. I'm on my way to come and visit you. I like that. Nice. And, uh, and Leroy's. I mean, every spot in, in Greenpoint is tiny, tiny. Is it a is it a quaint little place? That's usually what the real estate agents will say around there. Is it smaller than Shaynik? Oh, yeah. That's uh, definitely <laughs> confirmed on that one. There's <laughs> enough space to get the work done. <laughs> that's, that's perfect, though. That feels very Brooklyn. The tiniest restaurants you can imagine with, like, the highest impact of flavor and technique and culture. Mm-hmm. So I, I love that. All right. Opening through a pandemic. I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm going to take it this way. Uh, throughout but you opened Shane nick first so mm-hmm. and you were right on the precipice of the pandemic so bob maybe back to you kind of 
what did we learn? What do you know now? What uh, advice can you give us on like um, being able to open a restaurant through some tumultuous times? The worst we've ever seen in this industry, but we always face hard times when we open new restaurants. Mm -hmm. You know, what have you learned? Exactly that. So, I mean, we knew it was going to be tough regardless. I mean, I listened to like your podcast on the uh, what to expect when opening sort of thing with the list of 18. And it's, it's so true. There's always something you don't know that's going to happen. You're always going to be delayed. So we were delayed, you know, we still opened, we pushed for a February opening right at the very end of the month where we didn't have our liquor license yet, just as we had staff and wanted to get them training and put them to work. The following week, we got the liquor license in, which we were thankful to actually have gotten that piece of paper before the pandemic officially hit. And the next Thursday, they told us we had to go to 50% on Friday. Wow. And then that Sunday, we had to shut down and open up for delivery only the following week. Wow, but, you were that like literally <laughs> days from yeah, the pandemic. Yeah, it was pandemic. like one, two, three. Oh, and that oh. was huge because you were able to sell to go alcohol. That mm-hmm. had to be a game changer for you when you're just kind of like trying to hold on. And if you hadn't gotten the liquor license, maybe you're not here at this point. Yeah, exactly. Wow. So if it hadn't come in on time, I mean, who knows when they would open up shop again. So we were really fortunate to get that piece of you know, inventory in and uh, have that available to us as we were navigating everything. I think. Wow. Well, you heard Bob. That was one of the biggest 18 things. things. Check it out. Make sure that you understand what's happening when you're opening a restaurant and getting those license and permits like dialed and, and on point is, is absolutely key. And it always takes longer. It's harder and it costs more money. So you got to like really be on top yeah. of that. Wow. What a game changer, like literally days. And then you were able to sell to go alcohol. And, and just for my lack of knowledge, what's happening with to-go alcohol currently as, as you're moving forward in legislation and, and expectations for, are you going to be able to continue that in New York? Yeah, so it looks like we're going to be able to run with it. We just have to go back to serving with a substantial uh, food item. There's been like a, you know, a lot of lobbying up at the court, state court to kind of not let restaurants be able to do it. So I think the middle ground was can serve cocktails, can't sell bottles of booze or bottles of wine, and has to go with a substantial food item. Substantial food item. So more than one small plate? I don't know. Look, <laughs> exactly. it just proved how arcane some of the laws are across mm-hmm. the board with re- with restaurants and uh, really exposed that. So much was exposed through this process, and that clearly was one. Like, yes, we can responsibly do all kinds of things, including <laughs> selling alcohol. Imagine that. So. Yep. Yeah, I appreciate that. All right, then, then you boys go off the deep end and decide, why don't we open another restaurant in the midst of all this? So, Chad, tell us, like, first, how did the opportunity even come about? Was it brought to you? You said, let's make it happen. Was there just an itch? Like, what was it? Um, well, we were doing really well at Shea Nick. Uh, we got a great response from the neighborhood. And a bar that Bob and I actually used to go to uh, closed in his neighborhood at Greenpoint. Um we loved that bar and thought it would be a great opportunity, looked at it and things kind of came together and it all worked out luckily. And uh, we were able to get the space and we just wanted to keep on pushing and growing as much as we could while we were, while we were still fighting and gunning and to get out of the pandemic. I see. I, I love that. You know, what's interesting is, is the New York scene, doesn't get credit sometimes for its its neighborhood feel because there is such an international draw to New York that like the fact that 
you all, Bob, you had a rest a bar that you loved in your neighborhood. You didn't want to see that kind of gathering place, that watering hole go away. Mm -hmm. And you had the means and now the the gumption to be able to see a project through like that. That's fucking cool. Like that's the kind of stuff you don't hear about uh, um, if you're not in it about yeah. the New York food scene, which I, man, I really appreciate that. Give me a little bit more. How quickly did that come about? Did you sign a good lease? Did you rush it? Like, what was that like, Chad? <laughs> uh, no, we got a really good lease. Um, things dragged a little bit, but despite the pandemic and everything going on, we were able to get everything done fairly quickly. Um, we were very lucky with the bar. It's actually it was a already had great bones, beautiful bar. Uh, we just kind of put our own touches on it. We had a great team that helped us out to uh, do the renovations and get the restaurant to where we wanted it to be. And we were able to get it op up and open fairly quickly. So it was. And, what, and what's what's fairly quickly? Again, you know, we're always talking about timelines, what it takes. What's definitely very came with delays. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> but uh, I'd say it was from the day the lease was signed. Actually, it was actually pretty delayed. This one was, <laughs> I think, um, trying to think. I signed, we signed the lease uh, January, I think, 14th. And we opened up October 3rd. Yep. So the goal good. was to be open up in August. So we hit that like pre-Omicron opening. So our timing is amazing. Yeah, you guys have something special when it comes to timing. You guys are really putting yourself to the test. Uh, yeah, you know, turnkey is a bunch of bullshit. That's not, mm -hmm. oh, yeah. not a real thing, people. Let me tell you, you will what always be have changed today. Yeah, yeah uh, 100%. And, and what was the timeline from when did the other bar close? When did you see that happen, Bob, to then opening? So it had been closed for kind of a minute, I'd say yeah, probably at yeah. least six months before we kind of really started any conversation with it. And it was like around one of those times where it had closed, we really liked the space and everything was like kind of, it was like, what is that? That's end of 2020, early 2021. Everyone was still kind of like, what's going to go on in the city? A lot of the storefronts were still dark in the neighborhood. So that's when I was kind of like, ah, I think we should go for this, like worst case you know, we just get a little bit more experience trying to open something. Uh, best case, it works out. Um, and we just wanted to bring some life back to the corner, uh, to the neighborhood, and um, right. just just not also be beholden just to one space because after the pandemic, that was a little worrisome. So we wanted to kind of leverage ourselves that way as well. Yeah. And did you find that you had to build up a new brand name reputation because i mean the upper east side to green points is that they don't always matriculate together right so they're very different audiences and different expectations a little bit different style vibe all those things did you have to reinvent a little bit were you aware of it because you lived there give us an idea there from the brand aspect so brand wise we kind of wanted just to bring some items that like we love to get when we go out what's kind of missing in the neighborhood let's focus on those kind of gaps um what can't i go get if i'm just like i'm off tonight i just want to go get this i want to hang out grab a good drink you guys get, like, scratched your own itch like that. exactly you're like when we go itch. out with our chef buddies what's the cool <laughs> shit we want to order that's what we're gonna have yeah so that's what we kind of wanted to focus on i think in terms of like brand we're trying to get better at those things and to push that aspect <laughs> of it but it's definitely one that we kind of like uh you know we want to be there for the neighborhood so we're like let's start quiet just you know try to get a good reputation and build from there but 
This hey, we're here we now. We're talking. This is another layer of you all getting your story out there. You know, too so often, you all know I talk about a lot. Like we we focus so much on what goes on the plate and what truly represents mm -hmm. like a great chef, a great restaurant is so much more than what's on the plate. Like the food better be fire. It's the cost of doing business. It's the barrier to entry. No doubt mm -hmm. you guys have what it takes. You have the pedigree, the skills, all that. It's everything else that's the actual business, right? And I mm -hmm. think that's clearly what you've articulated. You all have come at it from a perspective of like, this neighborhood needs us. So what does it need and how do we fit that need versus like, here's the stuff we're really good at. You're going to take what we have to offer. And that's, it's flipping the script a little bit. So I appreciate yeah. that. All right. I wanted to bury the lead a little bit because uh, I don't know. I just like to have no plan whatsoever going into these things. <laughs> Leroy's and Shay Nick. Where the hell do those names come from? What's what's Shay Nick? Who's Nick? <laughs> Nick, Nick was our uh, good friend that we worked with for quite a while up here who actually helped us open it. Um, and uh, he helped us with all that ground stuff. And we were like, you know, our, our little urban is too much of a mouthful to uh, go out and get brunch with. You know, it's good yeah. for catering. But and so we're like, you know, let's call it Shay Nick um and that's how it came came to be on that one uh, it's a great name because the two of you sound like like you're you're a, a country duo chad urban and bob little <laughs> yeah. right so i'm like you guys already i was like are those their real names are you sure and then Shay nick i was like there's something here they got they got some they got some cool names in the mix and, and who's leroy then uh leroy was actually my grandpa amazing so uh wanted to kind of honor him with that name he was a great guy and kind of also wanted to like add that part to the space where he was like you know super welcoming you know stories of him always hanging out on the front lawn in california and like meeting all the neighbors and an oakland raider would come over and like drink beers with him some days and just like okay. hang out so always welcoming always into good food so kind of wanted to respect that in the space Oh, that's great when there's a real person that like that master of ceremonies. We all need that. And, mm -hmm. you know, we get our heads stuck on, in the kitchen too often. And you need that person who's like gregarious. So I like that Leroy is the brand itself. So you guys are good at branding. You need to give yourself some credit. <laughs> you just don't realize that that's what you're doing. But you've created an aura around Leroy's that now always you say, what would what would grandfather do? What would Leroy do like in this? Yeah. He would invite people in from the neighborhood. I think that's super cool. What a great way to end. Leroy, I love it. Uh, playing tribute and homage is really great. So, Chad, Bob, I appreciate the work that you're doing and uh, and keep at it. We're going to need new thinkers and leaders like you. So I'm excited to get back to New York and come check out Leroy's and Shay Nick. I know. We'll be excited to have you. Yeah. All right. Take care. Right, Cheers. All right, everybody, that is it for this episode. Once again, that was Besser Podcast 373, Bob Little and Chad Urban of Shane Nick and Leroy's on opening multiple restaurants through a pandemic. Again, check out the article where we uh, six questions with the two of them. You can learn a little bit more about them, some of their ethos, some of a um, little, little bit more about their burger, which is the signature on both menus. I love that. And yeah, Bob, way to, way to shout out 18 things respect i think it's so important uh for us to continue to think about what it takes to open restaurants you heard the delays turnkey it's not actually a thing so really really think about what it's going to take to bring your concept to fruition it's got to be about more than what's on the plate these two are living that life that is it for this episode i appreciate you all cheers thanks for listening to the best served podcast subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media 
at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.